Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You can tell us, but we don't show prep. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. I just, I just barely make it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell, but we don't show prep. I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Miami Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Mercy, ha <laughs> ha. It's a six-rig cane show, can't forget the name though Got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium Ball 14 for the orange and green We see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream This is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards of hurricane That's never still put a damage to your squad The six-rig cane show The six-rig cane show Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. Because if you're going to get a quarterback, which they probably do get them now because yeah. I don't know if Ja'Curry Brown's going to start, but I got to give him all the credit in the world. Having not taken a snap all year and putting on a pretty decent performance. He had no blocking at a freaking, you know, a triple a blocking in front of him. His running game sometimes was iffy. Uh, I thought he did what he could. He, he actually played the game that you know what I got nothing to lose. I'm just going to try to do everything I can, and he did. I thought he played as well. That that pass to Restrepo was pretty damn nice. You know, I mean, uh, for the touchdown, he he made some plays. Is he is he a Heisman Trophy candidate? No, but this was his first real action of the whole season, and here well, we are, five days new. away from the new year. Can I tell so, you something? Though? I I think you see the development, though. I believe it or not. Yeah, I agree. Him be he's a better player now than he was two years ago. Much, even, much, even much attack and all that stuff. He's a much better player now. He's got an idea as to what he's doing. I mean, he's still making some mistakes, but again, Blue, you said he hasn't played a single snap all season. Right. Right. And he so, didn't exactly have help around him at times either. So yeah, and I'm not saying he's gonna be and I and I talked about this a little bit also. He's not gonna he may not be that Heisman, he may not be Caleb Williams or anything crazy like that, but he showed that he's got some talent, right? He can play a little bit of football. Is he going to be the starting quarterback here next year? Mm, I, I would probably. You never be, know. Well, but there's still an opportunity. I'm, I'm going to. 
the hell with it. I'm going to come in and I'm going to. Fish is going to lay it on the line. Well, no, I'm going to say he. I'm saying I'm going to say we're in for a lot more pain if he is. Um, Yeah, and and I agree. And and he did he did well, all things considered. We got to stop putting asterisks by everything in this program. Yeah. And and we we need someone that can come in and play at a high level consistently. From the first he's game, not he's not the first game is in Gainesville next year. We need to go win that game. Yeah, we need someone that that would that has more seasoning and and I would like to. And I said this this year too. I think he's. I think he can be a really good player. I would like them to actually use him situationally next year. He can run the ball. He can throw it too. He's not just a glorified running back. So right. he can do a lot of interesting things with him in short yards, which we did not do at all this year. Um, including running, you know, quarterback draws to get two and three yards and short yardage and turn those into first downs. Like, I don't know, at the end of the NC State game. Um, and, um, you know, there's so- opportunities for that. So I'd like to see his next step, hope if he's still here, be that playing situationally with an opportunity to potentially be the starter in 25. Right. I think if he's right. if he's the guy coming out of camp next year, either he's transformed or we're in trouble again. Um, because if we want to take that next step, and and I agree with what 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 Tom is saying, it's not just the quarterback, but the quarterback is one of the things. Yeah. And and it's hard to, you know, even with Jacory did the best he could today. You know, given like like Lou said, not we didn't have the full roster. Certainly the offensive line, especially. Um, and that's key. Yeah. And yeah, and then you know, with with Jacoby George making as many dumb plays as catches, you know, there's going to be there's there's he he overcame some stuff today. But looking at saying like, okay, he's going to be able to like go into Gainesville and win to start next year. I am not optimistic at all. And you start you start that season off on the wrong foot. We saw how quickly this came came apart this year, right? I mean, it's. We need to upgrade that position to someone that we can. I mean, the biggest problem with Tyler Van Dyke was not that he was a bad quarterback; that he was an unreliable quarterback, and you did not know what you were going to get. Right, and that's why every time he was a tease, right, you'd watch him and you're like, "Oh man, look at these throws he's making." And the next week is like he doesn't know how to play football anymore. Right, and, and we could follow that same travel. Right, and I, I, I think, I think for Jakar, it's a little different. I think he's going to go through those phases and he can get to the point where he is reliable, where TVD had had plenty of options for that. And it just wasn't going to happen here. Um, so, but to, to go into next year with him in Gainesville, like that, that would scare the crap out of me, to be honest, if we're like, okay, he's the guy okay. starting in Gainesville in the first game next year. I think that um, if I think that, that if, if you're Jakari, if you're his, his camp, you kind of look at this as an opportunity to say, you know, we still see we've got some some development. We still got some growing up to do to be that quarterback that we want to be here. Um, and I think in 2025, you know, there's a great opportunity for him to be that guy. You know, you, you bring in some new quarterbacks, you bring in Judd, you bring in, you, know, you still got Emery here developing as well. So now you're starting to get some more experience, some more, um, you know, some more talent in that quarterback room along with Jakari. And then you bring in guys like Luke Nickel and whoever it is in the, in the transfer portal as well. Then you start, you know, as Vish has always kind of alluded to, right. It's building that, that quarterback room, like you've built, you know, the running back room or, you know, so on and so forth. So I think that blue, you kind of, you can, you talk about this a lot, right. And there's 6,000 players in the portal. Yeah. And, and 5,000 of them 
5,500 of them, you know, end up either going to a small school and disappearing off the map or don't even play football for the next two or three years. I mean, and they're done. And they're yeah. done. And you would hate to see something like that happen to I mean, I don't – Jakari is – I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to go to another Power 5 school and start. Right? I think that his opportunity to play right away is to go to a lower-level lower – excuse me, lower-level school, either a group of five or something along those lines like a, like a UMass or, or something, you know, a school like that where he can – he can get his playing time and continue to develop. Right. Kind of in the mold of what Antoine Jackson did. We spoke about it last night about him going to East East Carolina, getting that playing time, playing really well. Now he's got an opportunity to potentially come back to Miami and be a guy that could get significant playing time and be okay doing it and not, you know, not be a drop off from some of the other guys. He's, he's and he better. was immature when he, cause he, he jumped the grade he's also. So oh, yeah. 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 So there was a lot of factors and you know what, that being said, I don't know if you've watched the FCS playoffs, but you look at North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Furman and Montana, and they would beat everybody in the Mac, everybody. And they would beat them soundly. So going to schools like that, would not be the worst idea, you know, go to a Furman, you know, if he's going to leave, I would like to see him stay because, you know, obviously he's not going to be the starting quarterback, but he's a guy that, you know, if, if you need him, you're not going to go, Oh my God, we got to go to Jacuri. You go, Hey, listen, you know, and I agree with Vish, you know, get a couple packages in there per game, you know, keep them active, keep them in the game. Uh, and, and I think they could do it because of his ability to run and he can also throw, I mean, yep. like I said, he made a really couple of really nice passes, but he had no time, and you could see that. And and it just, I was so embarrassed because of the fact that we didn't have the best linemen in there that we could. Now I'm saying if Cohen and Lee were in there, this is a different ball game because that's where the games are won up front. And you know, you know that DJ that that everything is predicated to what you do up front, and you know, in the trenches. And today we just were not very good. Uh, you know, up front, uh, you know, I mean, I thought Ryan played okay, but you know, yeah, I mean, but for somebody like him, he needs two guys around him to help. And he didn't have that. So um, yeah, I'm not going to bash anymore. I mean, I think I want to look at the positives and there were a lot of positives and, you know, I think, yeah, I think when we get everything, get the speed in there with Chris Johnson and Brashard Smith and, Washington and then defensively I think what they're going to do is they're going to get a couple more DBs out of the portal and uh yeah and and I think they may get a linebacker too I don't know I saw Wesley get hurt I don't know what the extent to his injury was uh but uh I know he took a pretty good hit um but other than that you know I mean uh we we I got the negatives out of my my system I'm going to go positives now and well, and we just... want to talk about one more negative Oh uh, which one oh no <laughs> which is the, the play that actually turned the game around because the Canes were in control and kind of giving it to Rutgers in the third quarter um well it started with my my boy Cam McCormick whiffing on a block again on the screen I'm telling you he's over as a blocker but um <laughs> we were trying to punt there and uh oh, that was awesome no I mean that that turned the game around we the Canes yeah. had had taken Rutgers punch and flipped the game around with dominating the game at that point and that turned the game all the way around yeah um and I mean I don't know what happened there I mean Jazz and I looked at that quite a bit we watched the game together and in addition to Lichtenstein blocking no one, we didn't have enough guys in to block. Um, so there were some. I noticed that too. Yeah, 
there's something screwing up formationally. Um, and and actually, I kind of noticed a little bit as the play was happening live that they had moved their gunner in. And normally, if they do that as as the punting team, you do one of two things: you either fake the punt and just throw it out there because it's an uncovered receiver, or generally, when you're inside your twenty, you don't really want to take that risk. You motion your gunner in to be the end line guy and block. We didn't do either of those, and they had free runners coming in. I think even if Lichtenstein makes that block, someone else is blocking that kick because there's just too many guys there. And yeah, they I, sent four guys, and then three of them got through. Right, and and so I I don't know what happened there. I do think our special teams has been very hit or miss this year, and the hit has made, mainly been Borgalis is just really good. <laughs> like if you if we if you have like an average kicker instead of like one of the best in the country we're probably a lot more down on the special teams than we yeah. we have been um and and I, I think it needs to be addressed we don't really have a special teams coach um and i think who we is the special teams coach um, it's marwolf marwolf or whatever uh, oh. he's not an on-field coach and 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 that just shows me that we're not prioritizing it the way we need to and it in a bit us it bit us here like i mean that that's pretty basic stuff when they motion the gunner in. You either throw the fake, it's automatic, <laughs> or you motion your guy in to cover, and we didn't do either. And then you just don't have enough guys. Yep. So, I mean, that, that did flip the game. As much as we're complaining about, you know, all the stuff we did wrong, you know, we did respond after getting hit in the mouth pretty badly, get, grab a foothold in the game, take the lead, and force the punt to get the ball back to try and – you know, really put some distance there and then went three and out and got a punt blocked and there's no losing again. So so I'll, I'll address this really quick, Jeff. Jeff um, uh, yeah, he did get hurt, but apparently his uh, x-rays are negative. He's just got some sort of an ankle injury. So um, this really is on for those on the audio. When yeah. I put this on later, this is on Mark Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher got hurt. And, and Wes also has got some sort of upper upper um, extreme, uh, extreme. That was injury. early. Yeah, yeah, that one was early. Uh, yeah. And the biggest one, I think, to me, and, and I'll end with this, and then we'll kind of address what John wrote here about Cam Ward. Obviously, it's, it's an important topic. So, but for me, it, it kind of shows, you know, that Miami's going to have to really get some really good players on uh, at the safety position, because when you've got Cam Kitchens and, and James Williams, who are now obviously headed toward to the NFL. And your next in line happens to be a, your nickel slash star corner, um, and another cornerback who started on one side basically the whole entire year. Jalen Davis and DeCorey Couch were were the guys that were getting most of the playing time at safety. You got yourself a big safety issue, right? Uh, yeah, I know we're all excited about Zayvon Patterson coming in. He's a freshman, so I think we need to temper expectations, even though he can come in and and be really good right off the bat. Um, but I didn't see much of Jaden Harris today. I don't know if he's injured or if he just didn't play. I don't know what happened there. Markeith Williams, you saw a little bit, but he still needs some development. Didn't see much of Caleb Spencer, which, again, he's a freshman, so only so much you can expect from him. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, guys like Xavion Riley, who's coming in, the transfer from, from Vanderbilt, um, and potentially, you know, some of the other guys that, that Miami's still looking at. So I think the safety position is going to be important. Um, you know, moving forward, and I think that Mario's going to have to address them um, right away. What I want, yeah, the, the other thing I'll add before we before we go to Camor just on on that is we definitely look. There's holes on this team, and that that I mean, we talked about the offensive line depth 
um, issues. There's obviously like there's a safety depth issue if that solution is to move your starting quarterbacks to safety yeah. um, and try to figure it out. Um, but the other thing is just as a program, not just the talent on the field, not just the discipline, the coaching, all of it needs to take a step up. Um, we cannot win with like a hand tied behind our back. And frankly, in the in the 80s and 90s and, and early 90s, then late 90s as well, we kind of did. We were able to like mismanage the clock and screw this up and screw that. And it didn't matter. You know, we'd make a bunch of penalties. Like we all love that Cotton Bowl highlight. We'd make what 300 yards of penalties and still win by 43 points. Like it's that doesn't that's not gonna happen anymore. So we gotta clean it all up. Like you can't have drop passes, you can't have stupid penalties. You can't have like special teams not taken seriously. You can't mismanage the clock. Like all of this stuff also needs to get better. And because I think, I think I'm kind of addressing one of John's other questions. It can't, it's going to get better just from the talent upgrades. But I think the question is like, where's the ceiling on this thing? And if we're going to crash through that ceiling to where we're competing for national championships, which is what everyone wants, the coaching has to get better too. Like, like Jazz says, the schemes say weren't great. Um, and, and there was some problematic play calling at times. I mean, the decision as blue called earlier on fourth and two to run behind your, the worst offensive lineman on the roster. I mean, that's not, that's not sound coaching. And, and we've just got to get now again, talent can help some of that. Cause we have like a JV on going in there instead. He probably knocks the dude back and you get the first down. And everyone's sure. like, wow, we showed the physicality, right? We're all like, look how tough we are. But you know, that's also what if JV on Kona got injured at one point this year? Right. I mean, it's not just we got we got we we lost them because they went pro. We lost our center and our left guard, but we could have lost them for any number of reasons. And and that's that's where you just, we, we cannot. The, the solution is not to work around deficiencies is to fix them. And that includes the coaching, includes the game management we talked about, includes some of the scheme ads, includes adjustments. Um, you know, after the North Carolina game, we were all really happy that Gidry. You know, he kind of changed his scheme. I remember he went to that 3-3 defense, fooled the crap out of Clemson, basically won that game for the team because the offense didn't do anything for most of that game. That can't take a whole game of North Carolina running for 300 yards before you figure that out, right? I mean, these are the – if we want to take that – how do we get from six, seven wins to, you know, 10, 11, 12 wins? It's got to also happen at the coaching level. So to answer John's other question before we talk about the quarterbacks, yeah, I do think it's in there, but it is also going to take some self-reflection on the coaching staff and what can I do better? Every single person in that locker room is a look in the mirror and say, what can I do better to make this program better? Because everyone needs to improve. And if they all improve incrementally, the wins will shoot way the hell up. And We're not that far, but we're not one player away. It's like a lot of micro adjustments across the board. And that's why we're frustrating right now because – you know what happened didn't happen this year, which happened at pretty much every game last year. We never got blown out. We're in every one of these games. Yep. And that's that is part of the progress. And the next step is really okay, you make those minor fixes across the board, though, with the coaches, with the players, with the talent. All of that incrementally moves up collectively. That's a big jump. We're almost there, but it could easily go the other direction. So it's a it's a big offseason. Yep. And good lead into a to this question I know Jazzy wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's the biggest question. Uh, you know, what we're going to do at the quarterback's position. The, the big name is still Cam Ward. So the question is, Cam Ward watches this game and says, mm, no thanks. Here's what I think. 
think that everybody is putting too much hype into the Cam Ward thing. Like if he is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I think we need to kind of take a step back and realize that there's holes and there's deficiencies in Cam Ward's game as well. Okay. And if he was the perfect quarterback, if he was an absolute, you know, Heisman candidate right off the bat, he wouldn't think twice and he'd just go to the NFL, right? I, I mean, that's that's the, the bottom line. And even if he does do that now, he may still get drafted in the second or third round. I get that. You know, he's a talented player. He's got a lot of great assets, a lot of great skills, but he still needs to put it all together on a consistent basis. I mean, if you, you watch his tape, if you watch a lot of his game film, he still makes a lot of mistakes, okay? He's still, you know, he's got all the attributes to be an elite quarterback. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, we're sitting here saying that he's going to come in and, and lead us to the promise and we're going to go 13 and 0. I think people need to realize that he's not going to come in and say, uh, no thanks. Like if he is, you know, that much better than everybody else on the team. It's just not that. I mean, I, this is my opinion. Again, I think a lot of people think that Cam Ward's going to come in with the Heisman here in Miami and throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. And I get that. And there's an opportunity, there's a possibility that he can do something like that. I think we need to understand something that Vish continued to allude and blue. You've said it a million times, DJ. You know, this is about consistency and development all throughout the whole entire team, not just one position. Well, good quarterback help, absolutely. Consistent quarterback play is better than sporadic, amazing quarterback play, right? We've noticed that. We've seen it. You have some, and I'm not, and I'm not sitting here advocating for a game manager. I think that that's kind of a overstated it if you ask me as well right but i think you need to realize that you need a guy that's going to be consistent he's going to play well consistently you know he, he'll be able to manage yes the game but he's also going to make the tough throws he's going to make the really good throws that make you go wow that put us over the top you need a little bit of both you don't need just a game manager and you just don't need a gunslinger but you need a little bit of both and you notice that with some of the better quarterbacks that have won national title uh that are, are playing for really good football teams is that they're just not game managers, right? Even Stephen Bennett made some incredible throws a few years back in the national championship game, right? Uh, and you've got some other guys, you know, that, that are doing the same thing. So I think that we need to kind of take a step back and realize that he's just not, he's not the only guy that's out there that's a really good quarterback in the transfer portal right now. And the, and the way things are going with regards to, you know, uh, them kind of pulling back the, the whole having to sit out if he transfer a second time, um, cool for for the time being, at least for this year, you might see some of the guys that are going to come in that are that are going to jump into the portal that are not in the portal just yet, right? You still might see that there's some players out there that are going to play some bowl games, uh, you know. And, and I know I mentioned one last night. I, I kept saying Caden Salter, who's you know who I think is an excellent football player. Uh, so I, I think that you know I, I know we all had this idea that Mario wasn't going to wait around for anybody. He's clearly waiting around for Cam Ward a little bit, right? I mean, that just feels like that's what it is. But he may also be waiting around for some somebody else that he likes that may fit this program a little bit better as well. Okay, Will Howard. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of names out there. So, you know, for me to sit here and say, you know, I think that, you know, it's Cam Ward or bust. I don't agree with that. Uh, DJ, I kind of want to throw it to you on this whole Cam Ward thing as well and kind of go around the horn on it because I think that, you know, I think we're all kind of just waiting to see what Cam Ward does. Um, and I just don't know if he's the only guy that I'm going to sit there and be happy about. Will I be happy if a Miami gets him? Absolutely, right? I think he's talented. 
But there's also some other guys that I'd be just as happy with if Miami lands one of those other quarterbacks. You know, like I said last night, I am the self-proclaimed conductor of the Cam Ward train. But to, you know, proclaim that he is the only answer is kind of a bit foolish. And I think, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket, and I'm not saying any of you, but more so the fans and even sometimes myself is a little bit foolish. I mean, I don't think with the talent that we're bringing in next year, combined with the talent we already have now, we don't need this out-of-the-world quarterback. We need a good quarterback, and we don't, like you said, necessarily need a game manager either. We just need a smart quarterback, somebody who doesn't turn the football over, somebody who can make the big plays when needed. And, you know, while Cam Ward may bring, you know, the big arm and the running ability a little bit, you know, while he is, you know, an electric football player in terms of just what he brings to the table, we're at a point now where we are recruiting guys that can make the other guys better. Like, I look, for example, living in New England at, at Mac Jones. Alabama got the guys to surround Mac Jones with, and they made him look a lot better than, quite honestly, he really was. And I'm not saying that we can recruit like Alabama yet, but I'm saying as long as you put the pieces around a quarterback, you know, you can help the quarterback function in your system. And you can put a lot of guys in your system that don't necessarily have to be, you know, a Cam Ward type or anything like that. Yeah, I, I think, um, and I see John's point about Michael Penix. So, I mean, he this is the second. Yeah, my, my, and that's, I get that. It makes sense. Michael Penix was a way better quarterback. Well, there's two things. There, there, there's, there, there's that, but he also, it took two years at Washington it at this point. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't his first year there. And, yes, we'd all, at this point, after what we just watched, if you say we can do what Washington did last year, which is go 11 yeah. and two and win a bowl game. We'll take, sign up for that in 24. Right. I mean, Absolutely. So, so yes, that would be, that'd be great. But I think, I think, I think part of this is also the narrative that, and this is why I was pushing Mac on it so hard. Look, our quarterback this year was inconsistent. He was downright awful at times. Um, he was never the only problem. And I think that's the narrative that developed. If we just had a quarterback, um, and that's just not the case. And I thought I was hoping the Louisville game would kind of, you know, un, un, unsee some of that. Um, I'll, I'll address this in a second. Um, um, I thought I thought that would kind of, you know, at least open people's eyes to, hey, there's other problems in this program. A quarterback is not a magic bullet. Um, but we're right back there. And to Jazz's point, not only do we have the magic bullet, it has to be this guy that, let's be real, none of us were watching Washington State games at like 2 in the morning like as if we've all broken down his film all year and we know his tendencies and like, oh, wow, this, some hidden gem. The, one of the reasons he's transferring is because Washington State is not going to be a major conference program next year. And and so there, there's all sorts of stuff going on there. If I had asked in midseason who's Washington State's quarterback, I don't know that a majority. I know some of our fans do. They sit there and watch their Pac-12 after dark. I don't, I don't know that a majority would have been able to name him. Honestly, and, I love you. All of a sudden, yeah, no, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. I know some of you will. So if you if you could if you if you sat there and watched Washington State play in October, more power to you. I know some of you do. So I'm not saying none of you do, but um, but the idea that we've gone from that that we've somehow anointed to Jasmine, we've anointed this kid, um, and he's the only thing that'll fix this program. First of all, 
that's not true. Second, like that's unfair to him. What if he does come here? You're putting all that on him? Yeah. Like, come on, that's not that's not fair. We we saw the team out there today, right? And we saw all of the problems that are there. And if you think one quarter, and our quarterback played reasonably well today. Yeah. But if you think if you think that like a quarterback <laughs> is a silver bullet, it's just not. And we would so, have had the same problems having no blocking either today. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. So. And, and, and that and that was one of the things I was kind of harping. Yes, TVD was bad. We actually won. Like one of his his worst game was North Carolina State. His second worst game was Virginia, and we won that game. <laughs> like I mean, it's just it, it was all it was never just to the quarterback. And and if we still if we, we if we don't get out of this quarterback savior complex, to DJ's point. Although again, I think Mac Jones failing in the NFL after being a top five pick is not the same thing as struggling at the college level. I think you have some some bitter Patriots fan stuff slipping through there a little bit. Well, no, but, but I'm saying I'm 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 saying that you can put weapons around a quarterback to make him better, and that's what the Patriots didn't do in New England. Quite frankly, they didn't give him a lot of weapons to try to help him. Whereas at the college level, you can he had Jayla Waddle and Henry Ruggs and all these guys. So if you build a solid core group of wide receivers like Miami is going to, that, you know, can kind of, you know, increase your quarterback pool to where you don't need to get that, you know, big star. That's all I was trying to say. No, and and and, and but that's how you win in college. You don't win by just getting the right. stuff quarterback and having a one-man show. You, right. You, you, you'll win by building across the board. And we, we've gotten into this thing where we have savior complex. We want someone to ride in on a horse and just save the program. That doesn't always happen. How was the wasabi bowl there? Uh, they played in your backyard and everything. What an upset. What an upset. Now, I don't hey listen, you've been knocking Boston College all year. <laughs> I want Castellanos in my That's backyard. fair enough. That's fair <laughs> enough. And you know, I think he is a really good quarterback, just really quickly. I think he's a really good quarterback and BC was so <laughs> high and low, but towards the end of the season, you know, they started to figure it out and they played hard yeah. today. Maybe it was playing at Fenway. Maybe but I, I love the fact that you went from Fenway to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. What a exactly. what a great football day that is. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Two great ballparks. Yeah, and and I think it it does it does and and blue blue we've talked about this. There is a difference going against a Power Five team, and SMU looked great all year, but they hit a Power Five team and they looked like they had not played that level of competition because they hadn't been. And this is why we get frustrated when, you know, we don't bring our best game against teams like Georgia Tech. Because, look, they still have dudes. Like, when you're in the Power Five, like, they get dudes. They have yeah. NIL budgets. They're not as high as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Rutgers is a Big Ten team. They have dudes. And that's why, again, I think another thing is we talk about things that need to get better for next year. You have got – every game is important. You cannot have these games where you just show up uninterested. And we did that today. We certainly did that against Georgia Tech. Um, you know, you've got to – anyone can beat you in a big conference. I mean, Virginia won, what, three games, and one of them was against North Carolina. I think they had another big upset against a bowl team. Like, it's just – Look just how so Virginia weird. Tech ended up this year. Yeah, Virginia Tech ended up – They had a monster game yeah. yesterday. Kansas State is putting it on NC State right now, too. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, but this is – this is I mean, and, and so, yeah, it's going to be a step up in competition for teams like SMU that have to – all of a sudden, you know, go against teams that have been recruited. Not play North Texas State every week or all those. Yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big difference. And yeah. and that that but again, the, the gap is not that big there. And that's why 
you know, it's it, this the stuff where we come out flat and uninterested, like we're just going to show up and roll people. No well, one. No. If we have to ask the chat, right? Whoever's on the chat, <laughs> who who their quarterback would be next year? Who's it going to be? I, I, I kind of want. Yeah. Know why don't we'll, you throw that in the we'll chat? See how many people answer, but uh, I definitely want to know who they want as quarterback next year. Look, it's I like SMU's uniforms with Dallas on it. Well, I think next year Miami Miami should come back with Coral Gables on. That the front was pretty of there. cool. Wasn't it? Hey, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Buckets reference. They should do the Coral Gables trolley color jerseys like the basketball. There you go. The yellow. The yellow. Oh, <laughs> the yellow. Um, look, we can sit here and speculate. Well, yeah, but, but if you guys want to put in the chat, who who do you have starting the game in Gainesville next year? Throw that in the chat. Jeff, Toxic, Brian. Boss, uh, whoever else is. Yeah, I'm sure there, there's there's quite a few people in the uh, watching the stream. So I'm sure some of you are in the chat not kind of throwing your quarterback. Who do you got? We're right into Gainesville. Who's who's under center? Yeah, oh. yeah. it's gonna be interesting. Look, I mean, there's there's still a lot of time between now. We've got about eight months, right? We got eight months, eight and a half months before we we play another another game. Obviously, spring the spring game and. All that stuff doesn't. doesn't and every really. week for the next eight months, we'll be talking about it. So we absolutely will. We absolutely will. So you can bet that it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting, uh, an interesting eight months because uh, you know obviously the transfer portal is still is still hot. You've got another signing day coming up with some guys that are gonna reclassify. It's um, you know uh, actually met a kid today who's reclassifying. I got to talk to you about that. See what you think, but um, yes, NC State did just score. Brendan Armstrong took it, took it to the house. Um, Stepsion looked like he scored. No, no, no it was Armstrong. Armstrong. Oh, I see. Um, you know, we've got a lot to talk about, but I think we have a lot to look forward to as well. Miami has wow. uh, put together a very good class. Um, Great and, class. You know, they're working on on building the depth, and I think that you know this is not this is not the end of the world. This loss, right? It's tough to to lose to the team. You did get outplayed a little bit. You got outcoached a little bit, um, and uh, but you also saw some signs of some some development, some growth from some guys, right? Some of the players. So I think that this is just an opportunity for, as Vish mentioned, for not only the players to get better and to develop, but for the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff needs to kind of get back in to to to, to their own, um, you know, kind of a, a rooms and, and and figure out how they can get better as a staff. And, I think the, the most important thing is to be able to have a guy that's going to be right alongside Mario to help him out with, with certain deficiencies. And the biggest one is clock management and um, time management as, as a whole. I think that that's going to be very important because those opportunities that I think <clears throat> we left on the field. I mean, you can't you can't leave that game with, with two timeouts. So that's just the bottom line. I mean that 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 that's it's egregiously bad, and I think it's even worse when the commentator in the middle of the drive is like, "Well, I know Miami fans are upset, but you know this is just how Mario does things." What are we talking about? <laughs> no, you call timeout correctly. That's what you need to do. Like this is mean. Uh, but actually, when when they asked, like when that last set of downs that Rutgers had the ball, and and there was like four minutes left, the commentator said. Is Miami gonna start using timeouts? And I said, yes, they should. And then Jazz's like, you really think we're going to? And Jazz was right. We did not. We sat on them and they ended up going to waste. Yep. <laughs> can't cash them in. Nope, we can't. So um, you know, we'll still have a lot of uh <clears throat> content for you guys coming up in the new year. 
Weekly show, man. We're still, we still we don't go away show, except for next week. Oh yeah, next, next week, week it's New Year's. Right? New Year's again. Yeah. So uh, we'll be out, but we've got some baseball coming up for you soon. We still have buckets. Um, buckets we'll, next Tuesday before the Canes opener against um, Clemson. Myself and Vish will be at, at the Clemson game, uh, the Clemson men's basketball game. I think Mel might be there too. I don't know. She she's works. working. So, but uh, we'll be there too, what so. day? What is it at? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh. Wednesday. So, also, um, radio show um, on uh, <laughs> Sunday at four, um, the women host Louisville. That's two top 20 teams. Oh, yeah, it'd be a good game. So, that that's a really good one. Tickets are five bucks. So, no, that's pretty good. It's five or oh, ten. Yeah, that's good. That's five, five or ten, depending on the opponent, but the women's bet. And it's general admission. You can go sit like in midcourt if you want. So, um, awesome. so yeah, definitely. If you, if you're not doing anything on, I know, I know it is New Year's Eve, so I know a lot of people have plans swirling around. But that's a huge game for the women too. It's a conference opener. Yep. A lot of stuff. So we'll be doing that on buckets. Um, follow us on buckets underscore canes as well. I can't wait to to do some baseball coverage. I know that we'll have a big game. We'll have a big uh, show potentially. Uh, we actually um, had some talks with with someone today that's. Uh, we may be doing a live show soon at a specific location. That's oh, awesome. That we'll let you know um, very shortly. It kind of just fell into my lap, really. I mean, I didn't even look for it. It's funny. But, yeah, but we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know, uh, the, the, the listeners and the watchers, um, soon. But it'll be a really cool show. We might be able to get you guys to come out and, and support. So we'll definitely talk about that. And we, we may have a former a former player coming out to, to join us in that show. So. Uh, Pat Burrell's coming? Pat, yeah, Pat Burrell. <clears throat> it's Pat Burrell and uh, uh, Danny Graves. No. I, oh. <laughs> no, it's Alex Cora. What are we talking about? Alex Cora, the Red Sox right? manager. Alex Cora, right? <laughs> um, but I think he's busy coaching. If he has another season like he did uh, these past two years, he won't be busy. You can get him on a show all you want. go to the Kings next year, okay? Which I'll take. Yeah, I'm we're blaming Alex Cora because they decide not to spend money, really. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Um, nice Nebraska you. shirt you got, Danny, for Christmas. Was that a brand new one? Or? Yeah, it was. Oh, I got nice. that. <laughs> I'm gonna on the air, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, make sure you made guys... that mistake one time. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll never let me forget it. Put it down, baby. Never. Uh, make sure you guys keep a lock on on here on the Fibers and Sports YouTube channel, but also on Twitter at Six Rings Canes. Check us out on the podcast. We have a Six Ring Canes podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast, make sure you tune in as we've got all this coverage and more, including buckets. Uh, you'll have baseball coverage. We're going to name the baseball coverage. We, we, we have some, we've had some suggestions. We're trying to see if we can get someone inside the house to do it, though. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be able to hear all of that on the podcast. Keep it locked there. Subscribe there. Uh, give us a like here on, on YouTube as well. And uh, make sure you follow us every week for uh, continuous coverage of, of Kings football and, and so much more. We want to thank everybody for, uh, you know, for listening in this year. It was, a, it was an excellent year. We do appreciate all of you. Um, we want to wish you a very, very, very happy new year, of course. Uh, please stay safe out there. And no matter what we do, we'll always rep the you. Okay? It's always all about the you, no matter what. 
and uh, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. I thought you were going to be like that Gators. That Gators guy crying at the Florida State game, man. I thought you were about to break down. Uh, We will always, uh, listen, we'll keep fighting for that that sixth ring no matter what. That's why why we do this. So, um, no, how about them? Nothing. It's all about the Dolphins, by the way. But uh, it's uh, it's a Kane show. It's a Kane show. Look, man, I mean, we're going to the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. Congratulations. Whatever. Well, I mean, you guys celebrated making the playoffs like you won the Super Bowl last well, week. It but... kind of is, right? It's been like eight <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't know. Cowboys will be fine. They'll they'll do something mind-numbingly dumb, like put Ezekiel Elliott at center to end the season at the end of the season. So I'm prepared for it. I'm... Yeah, that's the Cowboys for it. Zeke doesn't leave New England. I'll, tell, I'll, I'll say that right now. He's been one of the bright spots this year. <laughs> Dallas, um, Dallas is really good schedule last three, four weeks. Tomorrow, nice. Detroit, dude, that'd be another one. Yeah, Detroit and then the uh, Commanders. Yeah, well, <laughs> at least three good games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DJ, Blue, Vish, this was awesome, awesome year. You yeah. number three. Um, we'll yeah. be going strong, man. Uh, we'll be, obviously, we're, we're not stopping, so you'll see us again, uh, if not next week, the following week, but make sure you tune in for buckets every week as well, so. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Make sure you keep it locked and um, go Kane. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rigs Kane Show. Ha <laughs> ha.